0: Welcome to the About Sex podcast. I'm Joshua Skirtu and with me as always is my lovely wife Angela Skirtu, Hello. licensed marriage and family therapist and sex therapist. Woo! Yay! And also <laughs> with with us is Marky Culver of the Women's Bakery. Yep. That's awesome. Hey. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Thank so, you, So, <laughs> wh- Angela, you said you have a couple of things coming up right now. Oh yeah. What do you got going on?
1: Well, I just turned in my manuscript for my book. What's it called? called? Treating Infidelity: A Therapist's Manual. So keep posted for it, so that you can figure things out. Follow her on
0: Facebook. How do? Yeah. Yeah. Just look up Angela Skirtu, S-K-U-R-T-U. So do you have anything going on right now that you want to plug? Like I heard. (laughs) <laughs> we have
2: so much going on. Well, but tell me, tell out. me.
0: What do you got going on?
2: Um, well, I'm giving a TED Talk in oh, yeah. October. That's end yeah. October awesome. At the of St. Louis. That's
0: amazing. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. Thanks. Well, let's yeah, get we'll started. So uh, tell me what the Women's Bakery is. Sure, like, yeah. So, like I have a little bio here of you. Can I just read that real quick? Sure, yeah. Okay, you're the founder and co-director of the Women's Bakery, a yeah. social enterprise that educates women and builds bakeries in East Africa. That's exciting. Yep. So <laughs> that's
3: what the, that's, that's what, what we really cool. do.
2: That's that's what what you do. So how'd you get into Let's that? Tell us more about it, yeah. Um, so the seeds for what is now the women's bakery began when I was in the Peace Corps. So I was assigned oh, wow. uh huh. I was assigned to Rwanda with the Peace Corps um, in two thousand ten. Mm-hmm. Um and so the Peace Corps when you when you join the Peace Corps, your contract is for two years and three months. Mm-hmm. Um so I was at the probably the middle of my second year when Angela's heard the story so many times. I'm excited about it. Well, so I've I never want heard you it. Tell the world. Tell the world. <laughs>
0: Share it with us. Definitely.
2: Uh, and so actually it might've been at the end of my first year, the beginning of my second year. Um, when I woke up one day thinking, you know what? I'm so hungry. Um, and the reason I thought that is because when you're living um, in a rural Rwandan village, most rural villages, people only consume one meal a day.
0: One a meal. One That's meal. it. All Maybe
2: 1.5. It depends on if the family has access to um, grains where they can make porridge with water mm-hmm. or milk. And then they would have a cup of milk in the morning for, mm-hmm. for breakfast. Oh, wow. um, but then, no, the most typical meal happens sometime between 5 and 6. And PM. it's basically, yes, p.m. Yeah. It's basically dinner. Yeah. Um, and it How many takes, calories so
1: you do they get? you just hope for the best for the there? rest of the day. <laughs> right, you do.
2: Uh, cal- caloric intake, I'm really not, I'm sure, not sure, actually. So the, the dinner... It was typically plantains. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there were a sauce, the sauce would be like a peanut sauce that's mixed with water and mm-hmm. also um, tomatoes. Okay. If you had some onions, you'd throw in some onions. Um, so and
0: very vegan. Is there any meat involved?
2: Uh, sometimes, but meat also is expensive. Yeah. Because um, oh, wow. cattle are... Uh, they it, have to be fed grain. and They do, yeah. and, or grass. And also yeah. cattle is the currency over there so it's their currency yep well it's part mean? so a way that um wealth is typically signified in rwanda um is by having many cattle
1: oh um, huh, that makes sense
2: yeah so your cattle herders so and cattle i owners. i'm a
0: man who has many cattle
2: and if you were you'd be <laughs> and very and i have rich. so many
0: field i will plow Look at field. All my
2: cattle <laughs> yeah and and that's real so um yeah. they want to keep their cattle alive as yeah. long as possible and so then So, anyway, if you have the luxury of um, slaughtering a cow, Mm -hmm. that means you can afford the meat. So, few can, but there are beans, so sometimes... If you had access to beans, either to purchase it from your neighbors, or you were growing them yourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, If you didn't sell them, or if you could reserve some for yourself as a surplus, then yes, you could feed your family beans, which has a lot of protein.
0: Right. Legumes are awesome. Right. They are. I love them. They are.
2: So yeah, I had been eating about you know one meal a day maybe two because every now and then i'd sneak oatmeal for myself in the morning before <laughs> i go to school um that's okay and yeah. yeah after a year yeah. i was like that's it
0: oatmeal is actually how we start a lot of our days <laughs> yeah it keeps you filled but not how you're because talking about this is all she has, yeah. Right? yeah
2: i mean but i totally agree with you yeah. it was sustaining for yeah, most of the it day does it does help It's yeah really good. but then you but have then to be i was a teacher and i had to be at school from well the first year six thirty AM till about five PM and then the second year was a little bit different. But you're you're at work all day without any mm-hmm. food. So anyway, after about a year I was like, That's it. I'm That's super it. hungry. You're hungry. <laughs> and I know you guys are super hungry yeah. and I know your kids are hungry. Yeah. So oh. I'm gonna figure hungry. something out here yeah yeah so i started making salad actually as a midday meal which is unusual because um, for food to be considered food in rwanda it must be cooked Mm -hmm. so the fact that i was creating something that is raw and eating Mm -hmm. it raw people thought was very strange Hmm. but they don't
0: eat anything raw um they do in cities do they have fruits um yeah there are
2: fruits and uh, yeah they would not apples are not native to Rwanda um they're imported from South Africa and they're stupid expensive
0: would they not grow (laughs) in that climate at
2: all Mm -hmm. uh probably not no no. I'm not sure though so is it more of
0: a what's the climate like there's more tropical it's
2: tropical but the elevation is quite high so the capital city is uh about a mile high just just slightly under Mm. um and so then yes most of the country the topography is quite hilly um, and the elevation is quite high. I think the lowest point in the country is probably where I lived in the Peace Corps, and it's probably still at like two or 3,000 feet. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Could but you yeah. So breathe when
0: you were there? We
1: have yes. to finish the story. She's hungry. That's
0: yeah. how so you're we've hungry. So I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I am random. I will stop you and ask random questions. <laughs> that's no, fine. That's she keeps right. the flow going. <laughs> I'm like, that's but, let's hear
3: the story, though. <laughs> but I I'm I interested. It. So one
0: more question before you keep going <laughs> is, is plantains, it's like a banana, is that naturally a part of that indigenous is it a natural crop that grows there?
2: I don't know if it's indigenous, but it certainly grows yeah, there Yeah, it now. grows there well. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes, so go on. Okay, so it grows well. So anyway, I made salad. <laughs> Josh salad. is random. Hi. <laughs> um, and you made salad. I made salad with cabbage. Cabbage was the base because uh, cabbage was a cash crop in my village where people would grow cabbage, right. but then they take it to the nearby city to sell it. So mm-hmm. I bought it, mm-hmm. and I made cabbage, and I made an avocado vinaigrette, mm-hmm. um, smashing up avocado and mixing it with vinegar and salt and pepper. Sounds delicious. And delicious. then chopped up onions and tomatoes and made a salad. Mm, yeah. And it was delicious. And the men thought I was crazy. <laughs> and, <laughs> what is she eating yeah, grass for? <laughs> they were like, oh, my God, she's eating raw. This, this woman is insane. So they'd go home to their wives and say, oh, my gosh, can you believe this crazy marquee? She's eating raw. And the yeah. wives were like, oh, my goodness, that's so crazy. And oh, then they no. came to me the next day, and they're like, yeah. hey, could you please teach us how to do that? Yeah. Um, and so I did. So I started training women how to make Midday salads, and I used it mm-hmm. as a platform to teach them about nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, and my goal was really to give them just an alternative, like method for creating mm-hmm. food, basically. Right. Um, so
0: they could have different nutrients because you, if you have just mm-hmm. one, if yeah. you have a monoculture of food, you're going to only have what's in that. Like, exactly. Plantains do, do have potassium. In that. But they might not have things like, I don't know, vitamin C or I'm not sure exactly. Right. But,
2: yeah, we don't yeah. pay attention to right. vitamins. No, <laughs> we do. My doctor
0: tells me I need more potassium, more, yep, gre- more, more green bananas. stuff and bananas. But right.
2: go on. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I was just I, I was doing that. I was just teaching women how to make a midday salad. And then one day I woke up and thought, you know what? I want bread, yeast bread. bread. I hadn't had yeast bread in months and it just
0: wasn't a part of their culture at all to have bread it's
2: it's definitely part of their culture but it's just a limited uh it, it's a limited commodity is on the a village luxury? level no it's no. not huh. but it, you just it's hard to find on a village level it's okay. it, it it bread is still mass-produced in parts of rwanda mm-hmm. but it's very like dry white bread that mm-hmm. does lack a lot of uh nutritional value but it's made in it's cities like bleached white flour definitely okay, yeah, bleached white flour that, yeah yep. Um, And it's just in cities. And so um, if there are entrepreneurial people in that village, then they'll go to the city and buy a bunch of bread and then come back and sell it in the village. But we didn't have that in our village. So Mm -hmm. I looked up a recipe for bread. Um, The Peace Corps supplies us a cookbook. And it was only five ingredients. And I could find all of them there. Yeah, Yeah, it was very simple. So I made bread. The Peace Corps had taught us during training how to construct an oven that's basically a Dutch oven over an open fire.
0: How, How does that work?
2: So you take two big pots. Um, mm-hmm. Well, you take one big pot and then one small pot, and you mm-hmm. need about four stones. And you put the big pot over the fire first and mm-hmm. place three stones at the base, like inside mm-hmm. at the base of the big pot. I see. Um, so and it's an insulator th- for the learned inside learned a lot pot. of
1: cool exactly. skills in the piece. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: I'd yeah. say. That's how survive. <laughs> That's I <why>. sure <laughs> can. You see,
0: I was... Get making a dutch oven the wrong way she did not like mine. i do not like
1: those dutch ovens don't do it she does not
0: like my dutch oven actually so, for you know. your
1: marriage it's not a good thing do not do the dutch oven to your wife or to your husband it is bad for marriage
0: but, but go on marky so um, you, you different cooked, kind of dutch oven this, so you make the dutch oven right with a pot with, with stones that and then so another cool. pot on the inside well, yeah
1: make a dutch oven in the backyard you really
2: could yeah. <laughs> yeah you really could actually so yeah. then you put the dough inside of the smaller yeah. uh, pot and you place it on the three stones and you cover both mm-hmm. and you put it over the fire and when you smell it it's ready
3: Yeah.
2: Um, huh. I'm sure there's a greater technique than that and the chemists would oh. be so mad at me for saying that but <laughs> sure. that's basically how we did it so anyway I made a loaf cool. of bread and yeah. it was cooling on my counter counter I always say that it was mm-hmm. cooling on the one table I had in my home the one table <laughs> um, when the women came in for their salad making lessons and so they saw the bread they recognized it as bread and they asked me where i bought it because again you couldn't find it anywhere in the village and so i said no i didn't buy it i made it And so after (laughs) they finished hitting me because they were incredulous, (laughs) um,
0: like how would you make such a thing? Yeah, bread this whole time. That that probably was exactly what (laughs) they're. Nobody had ever taught them how to cook that anything other than what they were taught from their parents.
2: Perhaps, yeah. Um, I think that probably some of the institutional knowledge had been lost Mm -hmm. Um, in the genocide. It it didn't have an opportunity to be passed down. I'm not sure really what the what the reason behind not having a you know bread baker in every village. I really don't know. So the women asked to learn how to make bread and Mm -hmm. I started to teach them and that was the very, those were the seeds of the women's bakery and it just sort of grew organically from that. And then what is now the women's bakery is a product of um, actually, you know, three or four other people who have helped me create the business model Mm -hmm. and now, you know, start. An actual business that trains women and then mm-hmm. launches bakeries and then helps the women manage the bakeries. So what do the women
0: do with the baker? They would make the bread and sell it.
2: Yeah, yeah, it yep. became they would a use market. It, it
0: became a market. It
2: did, it did. So the reason it did, and that's the part of the story that I left out. Because there's no bread
0: there. Right, right. So if there's a you've got a monopoly if you're the only one making bread we're there. hoping so yeah. <laughs> we're hoping yeah. that we can tap into that monopoly <laughs> it, um, there can be competitors everybody can make it yeah. too yeah well, I,
1: but it's about that you make money for your but family and suddenly you're actually, now you're not so broke that's you're exactly creating what
0: an economy actually that's so exactly that bread what we're baker doing. will have more money to buy from the man with a goat perhaps they who could has actually milk.
2: buy a cow that's one day. so you guys are nailing it so yeah, this you're is
0: creating an economy where there's right. been a vacuum she just fixed them because, them. because <laughs> of war because of war and famine and abuse a genocide
2: right yeah. and so that's that's part of the premise behind this is that it is holistic it's and it's self-contained in the mm-hmm. sense that when we do a training it's in the women's village um mm-hmm. and everything is sourced locally mm-hmm. so all of the ingredients come from that village or you know the radius is maybe a mile but yeah um, they grow grain there uh no that is imported okay. although we are starting to source wheat that is grown and milled in rwanda yeah. it's just super expensive because it's really small but yeah um so With the exception of the flour, although it depends on where that bakery is, because we are still using Rwandan flour at select bakeries, if it's Mm -hmm. if it makes sense financially to get that flour to them. Mm -hmm. Um, But with the exception of that, everything else is local. And so you are actually sparking this microeconomy. You're exactly right. The guy with the goat or the guy with the chickens or the woman with the with the peanuts or, you know, et cetera. Um, and then we're selling to that community. Mm-hmm. So y- you're keeping the profits in that community. You're, yeah. you're supplying that community. Cause the other mm-hmm. facet of this is we fortify all our breads or at least most of our breads with protein. Mm-hmm. So it's a That's highly awesome. nutritious snack How that is that? also affordable. It's mostly through protein? peanut flour, although we're starting to experiment with other flours like mm-hmm. sorghum. cassava which doesn't have a lot of protein but it has a lot of fiber
0: okay um good people need protein yeah build bone muscle, definitely bones and muscles definitely
2: um and protein is a nutrient that is lacking something else about
0: the economy is like while that is a trade economy on the same side there are people who do services like i can help you build a house
1: precisely
2: and then
0: you can Give me money, and then I can buy your bread. Precisely. So it creates beyond just the trade economy; it creates a service economy on top of it. Well, think of the context too.
1: Like, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of these countries, companies will come in and take advantage of them, take all of the resources out of that country. But Mm -hmm. this is a situation where you're like putting resources into the country. Right. So you're teaching
0: them to be business owners. Yeah. Which I hear a lot of immigrants who come into our country are very much. They want to start their own business when they get here. They're the entrepreneur. Yeah, they yep. want to be Which an entrepreneur. Good. Yeah. <laughs> He's good at that word. <laughs> word <laughs> comes out.
2: Um, I need so a drink here. One of the things that you said, too, is is something that I like to touch on. <laughs> Are you
0: okay, honey? We lost him. I'm just giggling at myself. Oh, okay, go That's on. That's all. Um, I crack me up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, is, but it's is, a wonderful story. Keep going. No, I, it's just that what you just said – The way we like to think about it at the Women's Bakery is it's self-directed development, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. where when a community does start to, as you say, spark a microeconomy or women are starting to earn income or, you know, money is starting to be cultivated... Um, and then the money is invested back into that community, it's up to that community what they're going to do with it. So mm-hmm. you're not co- – an outsider isn't coming in saying, like, right, this is what you should do. Now, the idea for a business might be outsourced, but bread is not an outsourced idea. That's like a millennia-old technology. Mm-hmm. technology. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. But, yes. I so had to put
3: those together. Right. Or something. I,
0: I've never baked a – a loaf of bread. Well,
2: well, and and it's coming soon at <laughs> well, the me, women's bakery. Let me turn that down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. At, at the women's bakery, you we will be um, soon producing bread mixes where you can buy our bread yeah. mixes in the United States. Yeah, and you can make bread at home. We'll we'll tell you on the packaging how yeah. to do that. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah.
0: And does it do some of the profits go back to all all to, of them? All well, of them all go, go back. back. Where do they go?
2: The, so, so, and this is what I, I love know. describing to people because as uh, like for this business, but especially too for, for a nonprofit, um, when if we were to profit from this, mm-hmm. this extension of our operations into the United States, that profit would just be recycled back into uh, our nonprofit operations budget, which is the same as if you donated to us mm-hmm. and you made an unrestricted donation, mm-hmm. then you're leaving it up to like our senior managing staff who run the business where that money is most needed, so it would be the profit that we would get from your purchase of a bread mm-hmm. mix would be identical to your donation. So the idea behind that is really to create a revenue stream mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that we can have a self sustaining entity.
0: yeah, that's yeah. amazing. that well, is really, we'll cool. really cool
2: yeah <laughs> we'll see I'll so tell keep you ab-
0: posted. so tell tell me about some of the people there i, I first of all. I, fi- I, a- I always ask people on this thing, what's something quirky about you? And one of the things, <laughs> you put two. So let's talk about the one which is very Uh-oh. relevant, is that you speak the national language of Rwanda, which is Kinyarwanda? Yeah, wow. Is that, wow. How, is that how you done. pronounce it? Yes,
2: Kinyarwanda.
0: So can you huh. teach us a little bit of that real quick?
2: Sure. Oh. Would you like to learn how to say hello? My name is Josh or my name is Angela? Just, hello. Yes, my hello. name is Josh. Yes. Hello. Brajo. Uh, Brajo. Nitoa. Nitoa. Angela. Nitwa, Anhela. <laughs> yes, Nitwa. Josh. Nice. Yeah, yeah, what you're saying is, "Hello, my name is Josh."
0: How do you say, "Where are all the prostitutes?"
1: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh
2: <my> donde <God. laughs> está
0: las prostitutas. In <laughs> <laughs> No, you don't ha- to you don't know have that to
1: for every country we Everywhere go to.
0: Everywhere <laughs> we go, it's an important thing. No, oh my god, I'm, ki- that's I'm hilarious. kidding, I'm kidding.
1: Do you know it though? I am trying to think of I Where don't.
0: are? So, <laughs> I Donde have... está. Where is where is the library? Uh, something like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Where's the bread? Do, I, they, so,
0: <laughs> do they have a library in that village?
2: Uh, not in the village, but they no. do in the capital city, yes. Okay. And it's lovely, actually.
0: Well, that village needs okay. a library. I, I well, I hope oh, they okay, can one I shouldn't day. say
2: that. We do have a library at the school, actually. Uh-huh. And this is something that I helped to build when I was in the Peace Corps. So You're there's awesome. a library there. Awesome. Yeah. yeah okay. You can go there.
0: <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I just want to know. They have books. Books are important. So,
2: okay, I guess you would say for the prostitutes, prostitutes... <laughs> Ari hey hey. she's actually <laughs> <jealous>. <laughs> That's where it is. <laughs> what is it? Anihehe? Prostitutes. Ariye, Ari hey hey. But I would strongly advise you don't ask that question. No, I'm Ari not. Hey hey. I won't. It's a joke. <laughs> yeah, percent <100% laughs> joke.
0: But yeah. that is we great. We like to be playful on the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you teach me uh, teach me to say goodbye?
2: Um, so there are two ways to say goodbye. If you wanted to say goodbye, like but I will see you again, mm-hmm. you would say de gue. Midigwe. Gue. And if you wanted to see, like, bye, see you probably in like seven to ten or no years, you'd say murabejo.
0: Murabejo. murabejo. Is, is that like a rude way of saying? That
3: it it's like not, not
2: rude. It's no. just like it. Really, they're they're very different. They're very definitive. Like murabejo, If you say it, people are like, "Oh, oh, I don't want. I'm not going to see, see you, you, for, you for, a long for like, time. yeah, really. Yeah. Long well, time.
1: because you're going to be. Good. Well, that makes sense. It's yeah. kind of like see you later. Like mm-hmm. I might see you tomorrow versus. Right. This is goodbye for a long time, and you want to cry and hold each other and stuff. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, that's how I do those goodbyes.
1: Unless I don't like you.
0: (laughs) So, the other thing you put on here that I found very interesting is that you hate whales.
3: Oh, I know. And it's so hard for me to admit that. Hold on, hold on. uh,
0: I emailed you back, and I promised there would be no whales present. Okay. (laughs) And there
3: aren't baleen or
0: otherwise, <laughs> and none are present. I cleared them all out. Yeah. So we why do you, you a hate whales? The backyard. Do you have you ever been? It's what about dolphins? Worst. Does it cover all? No, mammals? I
2: actually really like dolphins. Oh, so this just makes me a mammals. terrible person. I don't yeah. have a no. reason. No, no, it does. <laughs> I'm. I will definitely not claim otherwise. Maybe I don't, don't have a reason. It's okay. Childhood.
0: You don't know. It's okay to have a. They phobia, did not. The,
2: they did not terrorize me. Nothing happened. Whales are like gentle, wonderful As long as you don't want to kill
0: them, you're not a bad person for having a fear. Oh, I
2: don't even want to see one. But I do have a funny story about that. Actually. <laughs> okay, tell us. Your so
0: I will not show any photos of I, I, whales. Yeah, I promise.
2: I really like. Again, it's not rooted or founded in anything. It's like preposterous that I hate whales, and sometimes I hate admitting that. But I was feeling really uncreative, and I couldn't figure. No, out what that else is, is the most amazing no, thing it's I've normal, ever heard. That's funny. <laughs> like I don't. I
0: don't know if there's like a a, a phobia for that, like it, the name, <laughs> like arachnophobia. Like, yeah. I have no idea.
2: But so once I was in California about awesome. four years ago. <laughs> And I was at I was at a retreat and one of the things I was asked to do at this retreat, which I thought was totally kooky,
3: was (laughs)
2: to go to the water's edge. We were at the beach and I was asked to go to the water's edge and call the dolphins. That that was my task. And I was like.
3: What? Hey dolphins. Excuse uh. me. So
0: where's my cell phone? Right. I'm going to call the dolphins. Uh, they never pick up. They just want texts. They want texts. Nobody ever picks up the phone. Go on.
3: Sorry. So,
2: I was walking to the water's edge like just thinking this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Call the dolphins. Is that that live don't stream? even know what is. We're that live,
0: aren't we? Yeah.
1: Yes. Just we've been um, live streaming <laughs> this entire time. He's so lost. Are you my
0: grandson? <laughs>
1: Go on. She calls the dolphins.
2: You went to the water's edge. So I go to the water's edge and I, I like throw up my hands, like, oh my god, this is so dumb. I'm calling the dolphins, and as I do this motion, like throwing my hands up a- in defeat, basically at how ridiculous this is. A whale breaches. Oh, no what? joke. And I was like, oh, was it humpback? Holy moly. I don't know. But then everyone behind me and the rest of the group all started, they were all like, oh <gasps> my, she's, yeah, a <laughs> oh. she's a whale angel. She's a whale angel. And I thought, it's so it my worst you. time here. Hey <laughs> Terrible. Oh you had already
0: had a fear before that? She's the whale
2: that? whisperer. Yeah. Oh. I that is also what they call me a whale whisperer. I can make whales Maybe, maybe
3: you
0: can't
2: that may stand not be them. a good quality. Maybe, they're like maybe. cats though. Pl- like
1: cats don't want to sit on your lap unless you hate them and right. then they're like I love
3: you. Oh yeah.
0: Or maybe you. somebody was secretly doing exposure therapy to you and <laughs> you didn't even know it. So they're like let's Perhaps. just have a whale jump her towards her. Let's see if Perhaps. that works out. You never know. Man, <laughs> that's interesting. It scared me. But that is a very interesting phobia. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I really loved seeing that Cause that just made me giggle for like 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> do you mind if
1: i ask something because i know you sure. said you wanted to lead a little bit but part of the no, reason i, I wanted marquis to come on the show is that she actually was a part of sex education that was the next question well then i'm on it
0: <laughs> we already, already talked really about interested that yeah.
1: in sex education mm-hmm. in africa yeah you're Canada. educating yeah. the
0: girls and the women like how are you educating them about
1: it right, your group because you said your group did in some. So
2: it was the Peace Corps. So and yeah, I do want to be clear about that because I am not a sex educator, no, and so
1: I also it's... don't want like power. I've also that heard be... that she's a little uncomfortable with right. Sex. And no, so <laughs> funny that we're having people talk about it,
0: right? I know. <laughs> it's <And> that's, okay. <laughs> that's why I want to change the name of the podcast to the the About Life podcast. It's about sex,
1: but sex we want to.
0: I want to learn about other things too, <laughs> like <laughs> the woman's bakery. It's an amazing it story. It really is Thanks. a
1: cool story. But anyhow, tell us about sex education in Rwanda. Yeah. So
2: one of the programs that the Peace Corps has is um, it's a girls empowerment club. Well, there's actually two things, but one is a girls empowerment club. um, And there is another program that is more centered on health than education. And it's specifically HIV AIDS Mm -hmm. awareness. So uh, as you can imagine, lots of sex education in that because they're trying to take a preventative approach now with youth. That's good.
1: Yes. there's there's been... Poor Are they, choices made in history about sex in the group because there's lack of education. And I and I would agree with that. And yeah. I I'm an
2: advocate of definitely sex ed everywhere. Um, yeah. Even though I'm not necessarily the best sex ed teacher, um, I'm mm-hmm. definitely a proponent of sex ed. So because well, it's
1: a safety issue. And in, in Rwanda it was a safety. And it's
2: also and issue. It's and very empowering. empowering. It's a yes. lack of.
0: It's actually a lack of education. I it don't is. know if well, it's it was in Rwanda, about, yeah. but like. Uh, I heard stories of some people had been a myth was told to them that oh. if you had sex with somebody else, I'm not going to say who, but like a young child, like it mm-hmm. would, you wouldn't have AIDS anymore. Or and something. that those
2: are, those are prevalent. Those I don't very, know. That's a very traumatic thing that's to That's a think terrible about.
1: thing to happen mm-hmm. as
2: a
0: result
1: yeah. of people being miseducated about right. sex. Yeah. Right. Uneducated.
0: That's why we made this podcast is that we wanted to really teach. Right. And like, I actually had, I noticed that somebody in. Somewhere in the Middle East, actually watched our show. They downloaded ten episodes, and I was like, "If I help one person over there, that made me feel awesome." Yeah, you know? so that's yeah, great. It's that's really, really cool. Great.
1: Well, so what are some of the things then? What um, they teach them that you would teach them?
2: Right. So this is again, hmm. it, it was curated by Peace Corps volunteers, um, mm-hmm. and then vetted by the Peace Corps powers, like the auspices okay. that actually oversee the Peace Corps. Mm-hmm. So um, approved as Peace Corps curriculum, and then it's it's disseminated to Peace Corps volunteers. Should we choose to teach it in our villages that are, right. if we started a girls empowerment club or i started a boys empowerment club also because mm-hmm. my boys were precious and after i started the girls empowerment club my boys came up to me and they were like teacha gender equality yeah <laughs> like we teach need us. a boys empowerment club i yeah. know, I know. that's so cool i thought that, i was like awesome. well they want to learn that's children
0: it. crave learning children they really do they do. have to
2: learn well it's but special. also their point was well taken gender equality so anyway yep. um it goes both ways yeah, it sure does <laughs> so um i again I just that. because teach i a. Uh, teach them <laughs> that's cute yeah that's awesome um so i didn't feel totally comfortable um with all of the lessons for sex education simply because i didn't feel that i could present myself as a the authority or be the resource for questions right Mm. um so one of the things so while i did cover some topics in my own club like in my Mm -hmm. in the village where i served with my own students that i had these empowerment clubs for Mm -hmm. what i really did was um there were other peace corps volunteers in our cohort who Uh, organized a girls empowerment camp and a boys empowerment camp, which is actually an aggregation of um, all Peace Corps sites and those and their clubs, their empowerment clubs. Mm-hmm. So there would be, you know, probably 15 volunteers in all of their respective clubs coming together for one camp. Yeah. Which awesome. is a weekend. Um, it's a weekend camp. It was a weekend camp. So, so what did they do? Unheard similar? of, by the way, too, in Rwanda. Like, yeah. that, we're asking mm. chi- children, uh, students. Like, what are you doing to, with our children? Yeah, to be come like. overnight they, for, It was overnight camp? It was. Oh, yeah. It was okay. like th- two or three nights. Um, and and we were clear with parents too what we were teaching like definitely yeah. we're teaching sex education we're teaching AIDS and HIV mm-hmm. HIV AIDS prevention, uh, prevention. Yeah. we're teaching girls empowerment here's what that means yeah uh, you know we and then so similarly I'm with the boys condom use and, yes absolutely uh, birth so control. and this control. was exa- well I don't know if they do have know control, know they had they had access to birth control they do actually yeah, Rwanda okay. you you do so okay, uh, per- cool. perhaps we did. Uh, I, I I'm sure that was in the family planning segment. I'm sure mm-hmm. it was. Okay. So what I know so I was not the one teaching those lessons, but but there were other Peace Corps volunteers who did have a health background or did have an education mm-hmm. background, did feel more comfortable and like an authority and also a resource for these students to teach those classes. Yeah. So that's I I was more of a bolster like supporting people, um, who were teaching those classes like the Peace Corps volunteers and being present for the girls. And if they had questions that I couldn't answer Um, and the boys too, which sometimes the boys would, would be more brave to like ask more questions. Like
0: what's a
1: question somebody (laughs) might've asked that was very brave. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You can remember. (laughs) So
2: I, I do actually one of the girls, um, the the girl and this was uh, this question she asked in front of like three hundred other girls. That's wow uh, a very brave girl. that brave. it was pretty brave enough. To she do was that. asking <laughs> about vaginal <laughs> fluids okay. and like oh, the wow. the wow. um frequency throughout the month and whether or not that was normal. Um huh. and okay.
1: yeah she like uh, a period or something or No, even just... outside
2: of the period. Yeah. Oh, okay. and so okay. She, okay. she moisture she, we were just like
1: flabbergasted by
2: her. That like, she, I'm you. flabbergasted
0: yeah. that she had already known education about you know, that it's or they might...
1: when i do my yeah. seminars people will not ask questions out loud i give people index cards yeah. so they can secretly ask questions oh yeah. there's so much shame around sex for people yeah it people is. are mm-hmm. that,
0: yeah and some people have like anxiety about being in front of large yeah groups, nobody which wants I do 100%. people to judge them or whatever yeah. so
1: that was a really brave it
2: was it was, was very
0: brave wow amazing that's pretty amazing so why did you join the Peace Corps? Can you tell, yeah. tell us a little bit about your journey there? Because sure. how old were you when you first joined? I was 25. Joined? 25. Yeah,
1: when wow. I joined the Peace Corps. Yeah. She told me when I met her that you can join the Peace Corps at any age. You can. There's still time. <laughs> still
2: time. <laughs> there's still time.
0: So when did you... Um, why, did, why did you join?
1: Yeah,
2: I I knew I wanted to be in the Peace Corps when I was in high school, actually. Um, and so after I graduated from why? college... Um, I think it's because there're probably a lot of reasons but the the two primary factors are because i grew up um with a very loving and supportive family who lucky yes
1: <laughs> you never gave me anything to drink about dad <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah you never gave me any demons dad how dare how you
1: how am i supposed to do this that thing? was a joke that? it was so funny though
0: <laughs> yeah. go on oh, sorry
2: no no that's fine that's hilarious so you grew up in a very so supportive I environment i did and um i felt lucky you know they'd yeah. given me everything really yeah. like mm-hmm. i didn't i mean maybe i have demons but it's certainly not necessarily no. from them no so so I I well, the whale demon right. Right, well the whale, <laughs> yeah. right. That was probably that. Everybody has a whale on Moby their Dick. shoulder. I don't know. Yep. Or a little yeah. ash. I was oh,
1: actually kind yeah. of dramatic reading yeah. Moby Dick.
2: <laughs> it wasn't the whale's fault though. Anyway, so um, it was that uh, the the <laughs>
1: We just laugh. You're, you're fine. Uh, we just uh, like to laugh
0: randomly. Uh, That's it's how not we... the whale's fault. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't do anything. That wrong. whale didn't do anything. <laughs> Why won't everybody leave Moby alone? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I just wish I didn't hate whales. It's such a weird thing. No, to you're me. fine. You no, don't have to no, talk about fine. whales anymore. Oh,
3: man. Okay. Okay. No, so. it's fine. Do you get
0: hives talk, like, no, like
2: shivers? I, no. I, it, I feel like it actually makes me a bad person. So. No, you I probably just didn't have any Talking else about that it more probably makes
0: you feel better. Your whale hatred. Own it. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, God. This is clear. This is a safe space, this. monkey. <laughs> okay, don't worry. You can tell us about
3: everything. you a, <laughs> a thing to say.
1: And I, he's not even a therapist. I love it. I'm like, whatever. You're this crazy. Is. This
3: five.
1: is. God. <laughs> <laughs> so she, li- is she had all things that she wanted. Is that part of it? Is that you had all these things and and you wanted to see what it was like to not have anything? Oh God, no. <laughs> no? Um,
2: no, that was not. Okay. So, so uh, okay. it was That's having all the things. I think what it was is feeling um lucky and then wanting to do something with that luck and Mm -hmm. what what for me that something was was good with a capital g so if i've been given everything then how could i use what i've been given for good with a capital g i didn't know what good with a capital g meant i don't Um, either yeah i'm still trying to figure it out
0: (laughs) i was an english major in college i still i don't what do you mean by that good with a capital g like does it mean Helping people just some way. I'm still
2: trying to define it. I think, yeah, I think it's... um, And
0: And it's not about you getting something out of it other than help. Well, up I
2: think it up. might be. I I think service is reciprocal. Sure. Um, but you do get something. Yeah, out of it. I think, I think
1: so. you actually certain chemicals are Love. released when I'm you sure. volunteer. I read that somewhere. Sure. Yeah, I'm so sure have it like on hand. By the way, right. I right.
0: By the way, therapist <laughs> coming no, in. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> um, I think
2: that. Yeah, we're
0: making it take a long time for you to tell the story. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we keep
2: doing <laughs> no, that. No, it's fine. I, I think... do
0: that. What were we talking about? <laughs> She's
1: telling
2: her
0: story. I know. I know. I was messing with you.
2: Um. Okay. Go good wait what was the question good why g why capital g oh you i think it? so and the best answer that i can give you now because it's still something that i'm trying to figure out but like yeah. good the way i would define good is by um is by creating access to choice for others so yeah. one of the things that i realized in the peace corps is that poverty the poverty extended beyond a a tangible financial line to something intangible Mm -hmm. and one of those intangibles that I realized was that it was an absence of choice Mm -hmm. so like women for example Oh, yeah. Didn't have the choice when they woke up whether or not they're going to go and work on their fields yeah. as subsistence farmers. No, they actually. don't get no. They no. don't get to decide. They you know what? I actually really want to go get a pedicure today, and <laughs> I don't.
0: <laughs> and no. I really
2: don't what want to go work those things. Right.
3: When village?
0: instead somebody's wor-
2: <laughs>
0: instead <laughs> somebody's worried about how am I going to feed my kid today? The,
2: and it's not even yeah. It's and you, you nailed that. It. It's what You just have to do right. And I think that that it's key there. How am I going to feed my kids? Not what.
1: Right. And so,
2: like, again, there's no choice in what you're feeding your kids. And it's how Mm. am I going to send my kids to school, not where? How am I going to make
1: their lives better or even just make them survive to adulthood?
2: It's that. How are my kids going to survive?
0: How are they going to survive? Because in some of these African countries, like the average lifespan for men is a lot lower than it is here. I think sometimes it's like 40s.
2: Rwanda now, um, it's changed in the last 10 years because the country is doing so well um, are they doing better oh now? my goodness gracious okay. and yes it's it's for a lot of reasons but um, i do think the the leadership but anyway so i think the the i think it's like 65 for men and maybe 68 for women okay. which okay. is huge because i do think that 10 to 15 years ago maybe 20 it was like 54 and 58 right yeah um which is pretty and generally
0: yeah. it's It's lowered because of young men dying in war and other things like that. Yeah, probably.
2: I don't know. And 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 like lack of nutrition. Lack of medicine. Right. right.
0: And lack of Uh, bread. Medical care. Right. From bread Bread. Bread. lady. Marky the bread lady.
1: You you know, you're talking about this option thing. It's so true. Like when you have choices, then you can decide where you're going to work and what you're going to do with your life and
0: your time. Move your mic. Oh, sure. Sure. Like this. Closer.
1: Okay, go
2: on. There you and go. So you use the word decide, and again, I think that that's a really important word, and it's because when you get to decide, that's empowering. Yeah. Like if you have a, if you
0: you have, a, the, have choice the choice how to live your life
2: to decide yeah. choices. Again, I think right. It's um, instead of
0: saying I only I'm gonna eat plantains today because that's my food. In- right. Instead, mm-hmm. I can say, well, I'm gonna eat a pile of beans today because. Right. Or I'm going to eat some bread because I made it, you know. Or, or
1: I want to go to school or college. Or I want to can it. I don't think or, people realize, like, that to have that option to go to college it here. Is, it's some people, like, I've heard of, like, families from other countries where they put all of their money into this one person and they send them here to go yeah. to school. But then it's now their job to, like,
0: send money fund back. the yeah.
1: family back in the other country. Because, right. like, that was a huge investment. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yep. That's yeah, that's totally correct. Definitely. So that's excellent. So you did something
2: good with a capital G. Trying, still trying, still trying to figure out what that means, and yeah. trying to make sure that I
1: am you helping and help not people. hurting. But you're you're you yeah. have a purpose, and you're you are helping to the best of your ability. It's right. And I think that Sounds help like
2: again, I, again, I I think that help the best way that I can help is, um, through access so if a woman goes through our training program for example mm-hmm. and she decides you know what screw it i hate baking i hate this bakery That's, this idea this is still going on in rwanda yeah right now. but like what i'm saying yeah th- this is still success for uh-huh. me when i say help because i yeah. think help actually becomes a very slippery slope yeah. because then i become you know i don't want to like swoop in with like my champion cape no
3: or the other word <laughs> you don't want to pull is, out like, your so superman right shirt. i'll fix like, this it's actually
2: them taking i'm wearing a superman themselves. shirt it's giving so you know. them the choice right so if yeah. a woman finishes the training program and is like peace yo thanks yeah. for the education Thank you. i'm gonna go start a milk company or yeah. i'm gonna go do whatever i want even though that doesn't make our numbers look great for funding purposes, mm-hmm. that is still success for us because oh, a yeah. woman because she went out and is exercising a, a choice. Yeah. No, she's making a decision. She mm-hmm. gets to be like, thanks, but no thanks. Right. I'm going over here.
0: Choice is important. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's and beautiful. I hear
1: actually that where uh, I've heard this actually on a Ted talk, but that when we empower women, when we educate women, we, um, we create opportunities in that country. And it's funny because it, they they were they were stating that it's very geared towards women. A lot of times people are offering some of those choices to men, but when you make it up like that opportunity available for women, then it's like it helps the entire population. Yeah, and
2: that's <laughs> true and there're probably multiple reasons for that, but the one that we usually cite is when a woman <clears throat> earns income she invests 90% of her income into the health education and safety of her family oh yeah
1: women so, are because women are, are the, the primary health care buyers right. they are the caretakers right. they are the caretakers but that but men like if you
0: if you meet any, a, a poor family mm-hmm. you'll find that the women there they give and they give and they give well even here i've, women, I've seen I, it, I here. See it in my, my, in my I sessions
1: see it. women give all of themselves to everyone else and i'm always telling people it's good for you to have a little bit still for yeah. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know but like that's that makes total sense to me yeah <laughs> so uh,
2: but the men are typically the purse controllers right right and, and so then how do you how do you bridge that disparity and that's mm-hmm. something that we're also working on right now mm-hmm. because i do think that in in gender empowerment so like women's empowerment you're mm-hmm. choosing one gender there i do think it's important to understand or and and work toward gender equity you can't empower one gender mm-hmm. and and expect that to actually be like empowerment right, right. like if you leave the men behind no. but you're empowering the women like there's always like there will always be a clash. No. So gender equity is is it's important. essential right. if you're going to have any kind of right. women's empowerment. And so I think we do that's also what work with men. Feminism
0: is mm-hmm. it's equality. I that's how yeah. I see feminism. Equity. I'm a feminist. Mm-hmm. Good like, thanks I, high five high five mm-hmm. right there. It's like <laughs> I, and that feminism <laughs> means. Men and women should have equal rights. We should have equal access, Mm -hmm. equal options, equal choice. Mm
1: And back to sex education. We should all have equal access to sex education. Really good sex education, not stuff that is not based in research. Like abstinence only is still the primary form of of education here in the U.S. And it's terrible education. And what we find, actually, is that when you educate girls and boys about sex, they wait to have sex until later, in right? Life. And they make better because decisions because they're more discerning. They mm. think, right. oh, well, I, I, oh, I realize that doing this, there's a lot of things that happen as a result, and I want to be smart in my mm-hmm. choices. It's not about protecting people; it's right. about educating them so they can protect themselves right. if they choose. Right. Ah, it's a it. choice. <laughs> and I think, children, nailed it. I think
0: children should be taught about the cycle of life from a very young age. They should understand sex and then birth and then. Yeah. All of that from a young age. I don't think we should wait till they're teenagers and then oh, they're no. grumpy and they don't want to hear anything from you. Oh, yeah, because that's timing. when they die inside yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Every, <laughs> every, a, lot of t- a lot of children, when they're 11, 12, that's 13, so they check out. They check out. They right. stop listening to their parents, teachers, everything.
2: Sometimes they listen to teachers having taught Sometimes. teenagers, yeah. but you have mm-hmm. to be...
0: Well, there's, you
3: there's, have
1: to be that teacher that's cool, though. <laughs> I was not cool. I've never been accused of being cool in my life. But Aww. I think that
2: they
0: trust me. You seem me. pretty cool to me. Thanks. <laughs> you're a pretty amazing person. Oh,
1: yeah. we will say you're cool here. Yeah. You can get it from
2: us.
0: Cool isn't Thanks. wearing Relative, fancy cars right. and doing that's all that. not that cool to me. To me, be. what's cool is living an amazing life and, and making it worth it. Making your life worth it. Right. That's it.
1: Yeah. That sounds like you're doing that. Sounds like Fine. it. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> Thanks.
0: Yeah. So I think. That about does it for our episode. Any final things you want
1: to before? Or do uh, you want
0: to? You have your TEDx talk. Oh mm -hmm. yes, yes. Coming up, and you're going to be talking about what we talked about today about the women's bakery. Yeah. And that is in october october you know what
1: date October 27th I think.
2: okay
0: so you think you can find out more about that at the tedx st louis website
1: yep it's called tedx gateway arch if you want to go to their facebook page and they and have if, links for it if yep. you want
0: to find uh more about the women's bakery you can go to www.womensbakery.com. Com. you have a blog womens blog slash blog you have if you want to find her on facebook uh, again, Women's Bakery. So, facebook.com <laughs> That's so forward easy. slash it Women's is. Bakery. At least you make consistent. this it's so, so simple. so easy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Angela, if we want to find you, how can they find
3: you?
1: Uh, you can find me at com or my Facebook is, um, you know, Facebook slash Marriage Family Therapy. Yeah. And I did yeah. want to plug my speaking engagements. Facebook, engagement. it's
0: St. Louis Marriage Therapy on Facebook. Yeah, I'm on St. Louis or Marriage Therapy. Or just Angela Skirtu, S-K-U-R-T-U. You can find
1: me all over the place. But I have two speaking engagements I wanted to plug. One is linked to my book that I mentioned earlier. I'm speaking for Wash U in September. About affairs? About infidelity. Infidelity. Go to the WashU Brown School University training um, and find me there. And then, a second one that I'm doing is I'm the keynote for the Missouri, so it's MMHCA, the Missouri Mental Health Counseling Association, and I'll be doing the keynote for their conference in october so check those out
0: amazing i know i'm so so excited so
1: many things are happening you
0: guys live such amazing (laughs) lives i don't have as much going on right now but i'm recovering from surgery you're recovering from surgery If you want to contact me on facebook you just look me up joshua skirtu s-k-u-r-t-u we're very friendly we accept everyone again (laughs) you can also find us at www.aboutsexpodcast.com and that does it for us have a good night everybody Thank you. Thank you for for being here. You're an amazing person. You're awesome. (laughs) You're awesome. It was great to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Shake my hand. Hooray.